Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone is well. To open up the stream, I'm going to um, give a a greeting. A little bit nervous. <laughs> tina koto, tina koto, tina koto, katoa. Kia ora. My name is Hannah, and tonight I am here in Auckland, New Zealand, Aotearoa, the land of the free. I'm land of the long white cloud actually is what they what they say. Land of the long white cloud. Um, I'm joined by Jade Farrer and tonight we are discussing is post post 4th of July debate night. Over to you Ellen. Yeah it's a it's a real it's a real honor and a privilege to be here tonight with a good friend of ours and someone that supported us to get into the Twitch streaming community. Uh, but before we hand over to Alan, my name is Jade. I'm a content creator and in my day, day job, I work in the area of disability and social policy here in New Zealand. Over to you, Alan. Have we lost him? Okay. Ah, my, my mic was muted. Okay, hey, hey. <laughs> over to you, Ellen. <laughs> hey guys, uh, this is Anarchist Healing. Um, as you hear, he said my name is Alan. Uh, that's my real name. Um, the person you're hearing on the other side is my great friend Jade Farrar. Um, I will be posting in my link sometime tonight, the multi-stream if you guys want to watch both at the same time. And I will also be posting a link to his Twitch channel. Uh, also, his lovely assistant. Yep. Hey. <laughs> Please speak up and say your name so that the people on my side know who they're speaking <laughs> to. <laughs> Hi, guys. My name is Hannah. Yes, Hannah is Jade's assistant slash friend. And yep. they're great streamers. So, like I said, I'm going to be posting a link in momentarily please go check them out send them a follow great streamers with that jade um go ahead and get the first question if you want yeah, and let's yeah. get the show on the road so the concept that we've come up with uh here tonight ladies and gentlemen is that we're going uh to be discussing and comparing life in the united states versus life in New Zealand and um, I have experience of disability and I think Anarchist won't mind me saying that he does as well. We'll leave it up to each individual to go into detail uh, about that but actually the first question and because I'm asking it you'll be you'll be the first responder here tonight Alan. Um, what is a right and the, the reason why I came up with this question is because right at the moment there's a lot of political tension, not just uh, for the United States. I mean, we get a lot of content, we get a lot of news from, from Fox and CNN about, you know, we got the Democratic primaries right now and left and right and all that. But when I contrast that with the New Zealand environment is not actually a whole lot different. Um, 
that's really going to come down to more of a bro it's a broad question. Uh, would you be okay if I broke that into human rights instead of just a right? Well, I, I think that's one of the things that we need to discuss here tonight. So, we, when people talk about it, like, let's take Ocasio Cortez for an example, how she says it is a human right uh, to have a job, for example. It is a, it is a human right to have clean water. For example, you, you, you know, where, where does it say in the Constitution or the founding documents of New Zealand, for example, that you have the right to access a job? Well, that, and that's the thing, the uh, reason why I was asking that question. It is built into the Constitution, and I'm probably paraphrasing this at best, uh, it mentions that every human being that is considered, which, mind you, this is back before slavery was abolished, any man that was considered a United States citizen was, you know, defined to have these inalienable rights, meaning these rights that every human being is entitled to. And that's what I was going to say. Mm. Uh life, liberty, pursuit, uh, not based on religion, race, or creed. So that, that's the reason why I say a right. A right is defined, paraphrasing here, if we're not talking about inalienable rights, a right is something that, as a person, you deserve, you have a right to. So do, do you have a right? to a job in clean water, as Ocasio-Cortez would say? Yes, sort of. Um, in America, you're entitled to a job in this form. It doesn't mean that the boss has to hire you, but he cannot discriminate against you on your religion, creed, race, anything of that nature. Yeah, I, I, I think I just want to drill down, though, because I, I think we find common ground on the fact that uh, you shouldn't be discriminated against. What I'm, uh, what I'm trying to apply pressure on is you shouldn't just be able to get a job just because. Do we have common ground there? Uh, yeah, I agree, and that right there is this the whole, um, what is it called? I, I hate when I forget the word. It's the thing where basically if a company has, say, 80 white people but not but one black person, uh, then they have to start hiring black people in order because of the, what the rights of this thing say. I do not believe that you should be hired on your race or anything like that. I think you should be hired on the basis that you are a hard worker, that you're your proof shows that, hey, like, for instance, if you're working in a restaurant, I have two years worth of cooking experience, et cetera, et cetera. So, so can I just clarify, and this is, a, this is not trying to create a gotcha situation, because I just want to make clear to everybody watching on Anarchist's stream and my stream as well, that actually Anarchist and I are very good friends. That this is this is not a debate in the strictest sense. We're simply trying to share ideas. So, so the yeah. thing, 
the thing I wanted to check is that are you are you against oh, I forget the term now so, so so you're not you're not for the hiring of people uh, based on color no because yeah, so, we're all human beings yep so so I forget the term but uh, it's pro something somebody help me in the chat yeah I forget the term yeah. it's gone out of my Why? mind Clive Bixby just said, and Clive, I apologize, I didn't have the full uh, multi-stream open. AOC is the far fringe in the U.S. I, the thing where I politically fall in that, I can agree and disagree. I am not liberal or conservative. I fall dead in the middle. Uh, you, then he says, I disagree. We don't have a right to a job. Uh, please explain more and yes affirmative action clive i yeah, don't think yeah. at this time affirmative action should be a thing uh no, maybe in one I, I i would tend to agree that i think affirmative action had a time and a place i mean the the so-called civil rights movement it kind of happened and it, it's like had its day i think uh if i if i was to frame it if I was to frame it for New Zealand, because I'm going to be careful speaking too much on American politics. If I, <laughs> if I was to frame it for New Zealand, you know, the native people, the Maori, you, you know, they still face, they still face like clear discrimination to this day. Uh, whether it's racial, I'm not sure. Whether it's economic, definitely. Uh, whether it's uh, systemic suppression of their ability to, to achieve maybe i come at this very cautiously because because i'm not maori and um you you know but i have observed in the circles that that i uh partake in and provide advice that that there is a clear difference in the standard of living for the native people of new zealand so Jade, though, can I ask a follow-up question? Sure, please. You asked anarchist, what is a right? What is a right? Okay, so, so so for me, for me, I'm going to be really fundamental. Even though we don't have a constitution in New Zealand, I, I don't believe we actually have rights that are set out for New Zealanders. I, I affiliate very strongly with uh, the American Constitution and the concept of inalienable rights. I, I believe very strongly in uh, the concept of a Second Amendment. We don't have a right to guns in New Zealand. We, we like, this is, a thing, this is the thing that I wanted to share uh, tonight, Anarchist. You, you know, a lot of what we're going to be talking about is fascinating to me because they don't exist for New Zealanders, like, at all. Like, like we, we do not have the right to bear arms. you basically got to go for six years of school, you've got to have a license, and you've got to hand over, like, 15 gallons of your DNA before they'll give you a weapon. And right there, uh, first let me remark on that, and then <laughs> inalienable rights. Sure. I think... We're in America. It's two different countries. I understand that, you know, 
it's apples and oranges. Yeah, but sure. I think we should have more strict, you know, laws and stipulations on our guns. Should they take away guns? No. But should there be more rules put in place to control it? Yes. Um, and the second point to inalienable rights. Now that we're we are talking about inalienable rights, I think not just in the U.S., not in New Zealand, but in the world, you should be a entitled to food, water, um, a, no matter what, a place to lay your head, and health. I believe that it doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, white, black. It doesn't matter. If you need to go to the doctor, you should have a right to health. So where, where does that right come from? Because the right to food is like, okay, how do you measure a right to food against your right to collect food for yourself and your family? Because I feel that, which it basically is, food is a necessity, water is a necessity. Without those, you as a human being cannot function. I'm not, I'm not arguing the necessity. What I'm arguing is like someone having a right to food and water versus someone who undertakes to collect that uh, food and water and you, you know engage in the in the trading of food and water in the commerce of food and water. Where where is the equality in that equation? when you're saying that food and water should just be given? I think you should have to work for it, don't get me wrong, but like Clive just said, it's a, it's a need, and I think that's what we're really talking about. We should basically be, as human beings, allowed to have anything that is a need. That is what, to me, a right is. It's not something that you want, it's something that you need to survive and function as a human being. Okay, so can I just check then? So are we saying that people should not have to uh, exert any effort for the things that we need? Not at all. I think the biggest problem, and we face this in America, Jade, and we were talking about this, and I don't want to offend anyone. Neither do I, with, actually. But this is probably going to come off as a liberal remark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But um, there's a big problem, and I've had friends that have said this, to where uh, you, you have these uh, Mexicans, I'm not going to call them the term they use, but Hispanics coming into our country, taking our jobs from us. No, they're not taking our jobs. They're smart. They know that if they get paid a little bit less than what an American gets paid, they can get the job quicker. If you as an American don't want someone coming in and taking your jobs, then stop being so greedy. Yep. Take what you need and do it. And that, that leads into what you just asked. I think that you should have to work for things. It shouldn't be, oh, you know what, Timmy, you've been a good boy. Here, here's your food. No, I think it is a thing that our country has lost and maybe even the world. People don't work hard for anything now when I feel that mm. we should have to. Unfortunately, I agree with you. And over in my chat box, we've got Galactical Sighound. Uh, they say that it's the same concept as government providing roads, 
public safety military firefighters a bare minimum of shelter food and safety needs to be provided uh yeah i i think i've made my position clear on that i i think that which you generate you should be in a position to keep but but i think for me that that's where i draw the line what is generated by you your family and your friends you have the right to keep Hi, I'm an anarchist, as you see in my name, so I agree with you. Smaller government means better government, but that's neither here nor there. A hundred percent. But the thing about, uh, I'm reading right here, uh, at Jade Farrar, it's the same concept as government providing roads, public safety, and military, and firefighters. All I'm going to say on that is you pay into the government, and you have to have those roads for safety reasons then yes, the government should fix the roads. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. A counterpoint to what the voice is saying, the voice being Alan, um, the problem with immigration is that it can bring down wages. A foreigner is more likely to do the same job for much less than a native. That, that I can't actually argue with. And I, I agree with them on it, but I'm going to also argue this point. Let me ask you a question, uh, Glacial. Say you have Timmy over here. I'm going to use Timmy a lot tonight. Timmy's this made-up <laughs> 18-year-old boy. Okay. Timmy sits around and goes, I'm not going to work at this job unless you pay me $22. Now, Timmy needs $10 an hour to survive. Now, you've got Jose who comes over and goes, I'll do that same job for you, but I'll, I'll do it for 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. He's going to get that job. Why? Because as a businessman, and you have to separate business from humanity at times, and that is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't actually think they're one and the same at all. Exactly, and that's the thing. It comes to the point to where I would be an idiot not to go to Jose and... It gets the job done just as good as it would have been, if not better, and it puts more money in my pocket, which allows me to feed, clothe myself, and take care of my family. And I want to put a side note to this. You've also got to realize, Glacial, and this is the funniest part about it. The, the Hispanic guy, Jose, is making it for $10 an hour. He's taking one-fourth of his income to survive. And sending three fours back home to protect his family. So we're all doing the same thing. It's just as Americans, we have, in my opinion, become very lazy and expect to be top notch no matter what when it's not that way. Nothing should be handed to you. You should have to bust your rear end to get it. Apart from the fact that obviously being an illegal immigrant is not a good thing like that the minute you step foot on american soil you are breaking the law so border security is on our list of topics here tonight and we're also going to be discussing the the topic of asylum as well uh so i look forward to that but hannah where do you think do you think we're in a good place to move on, or do you, do you have I think we're moving away from the point of rights. Yeah. I really think um, it's a really interesting point about actually um, 
you know, socialism is here in our country right now. Um, and I think that has affected our country and it'd be interesting since there's a lot of um, lot of um, debates going on right now about should should that be available in America and I think that um, I'd love to hear the next topic so if those who didn't know um, I am here to adjudicate adjudicate and be, be in the middle and make sure that we can hear hear from both these men tonight and we look forward to hearing um, more great points and please just keep on and chat and want to hear from you guys absolutely love loving the hey. chat at the moment jade before we go any further and i'm not trying to override you um she just brought up something that is a point i think that needs to be made let's go okay i did not know that new zealand was a socialist country we have a problem right <laughs> now in america where People on the liberal side are wanting to move away from democracy to socialism. And I won't, before I go any further, I want to make a point. I am not neither here for or against socialism. I just want to point out a history fact. Our country is one of the only countries that has lasted in a de democracy. Democracies usually fail. Okay. And go ahead. The, the, the point, just to, like, I think, I think Hannah made quite a strong statement there. I, I'm not sure how accurate it is that we are socialist in the stricter sense. I would say that we have socialist healthcare, and we're going to be a socialized healthcare. So every, it's a single-payer system, you, you know, so everybody pays in. And the government takes care of everybody's health care. There's no expectation to pay for health care other than a nominal fee at your general practitioner. Um, probably a bit for later, but I wouldn't say that we're socialists in the strictest sense. We do have a fair amount of democracy and, you, you know, trade. Trade is a real thing. The government doesn't control... The means of production that they don't get, you know. I think, um, to elaborate on what I was saying is, some of the socialist aspects that go on is definitely our health system, and then, um, we have for those who do not have a job, and when you say it's a right to work, it's a right for food, and one thing that, um, we do have is we do have a benefit system and we do see a lot of people that will stay on that benefit system and not look for anything else because they know that the government will look up look after them and it's not you know you saying it's a right to eat well they're not trying to get the money to feed their family because they're getting it weekly from the government what are they spending and, and that money on that's a good point, and that's a good point. And I want to just one second, Hannah. Um, I did not notice this was going on. Uh, Firelick, which is a friend of mine, he is in my stream, and I didn't even see it. Firelick, first off, I apologize. I did not see you in stream. Uh, 
Um, if you are listening into the stream, and I also apologize to the viewers, I did not have my sound completely on. They could hear me, but they couldn't hear you guys. Uh, Fire, if you want to come in and listen, well, not come in, but if you want to listen and join in, we're doing a multi-stream, and I can now see what you're posting to me. So feel free to say your points on what's going on, and I also linked you the uh, the multi-stream link. Uh, and off of that, Hannah, I agree with you 100%. I think the problem comes down to two sides. Us both being disabled, you know, this is the problem that you're absolutely correct about. In America, half the time, a person that's disabled is doing it because they, they can work, but they're trying to mooch off the government. Yeah. And the thing is, those that, like for me, I'm disabled. I have mental and physical issues that prevent me from working. I We have a system over here where if it ever goes in front of a judge, you have what's called a caseworker. I can't think of the actual title, but basically it's a person that the judge will turn around and look at and go, uh, what percentile does this gentleman have of workability? Uh, and if a person falls underneath a certain percentile, say hypothetically 10% or lower, they get disability. I have a 0% workability. I can't really work anywhere. And I don't really want to go into my mental issues. I've talked to you guys about it. You understand. But sure, sure. Kind of, you, don't, you don't have to say what you don't want to say. Yeah. All right. Me, I'm busting my butt every day wanting to work, and my money goes towards taking care of my family. I am mm. using it correctly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. But I, and, I do feel there it's a split. You've got people that are doing it correctly and people that aren't. And, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Something I was actually going to say. I think that's really interesting for the fact is um, people who are on benefits here in New Zealand, I think – the people who are actually trying to do more for themselves and trying to get some form of work, even if they're not um, classed as being able to work, they're busting to try and get work, to try and do any little thing. It's actually, sad to say, single mothers, young mums, and people that don't believe that they can get a job who are the ones that aren't trying to do more to try and get off benefit, to try and make extra money. So that's where the frustration is. I think we as disabled people, we try and do as much as we can so we're not in that situation or we can actually try and make more. Uh, I just think we need to be incentivizing people to, to create opportunities for their family. If we If we continue to perpetuate this point of the government will take care of you then that's what people will learn to accept that they miss the fact that the more that you generate the more that you learn the more commerce you create the the better style of living that you can create for yourself and your family you know you don't have to be limited by whatever policy whatever uh, party is in government at the time. You don't have to be limited by that. You can you can have whatever you want. You can have the Kiwi dream. You can have the American dream. But because you you're applying you're applying yourself to work for your family, if that makes sense. Like 
my life, what I really want to ram home the point, like I was on uh, disability payments for a large part of my life, large part from from like 16 years old. You like I was born with a disability, and you're encouraged. The, the minute that you're eligible, 16 years old, you're encouraged to go get the benefit. And then you learn this mindset of, okay, these are my limits. These are the payments. This is, this is how much I'm worth. The minute that I was able to start uh, working, consulting, you know, providing advice, that's where, that's where my life got different. My life got really different when I was able to provide my services and get paid for it. That makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, I, I want to say this. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I just wanted to come to Galactical. I haven't really read it. Uh, based on economical studies uh, that were done in the past, a welfare system does not cause a lazy workforce. Okay. I'm not really sure what point is being made there. But, um, He's basically saying, Glacial is basically saying that studied in Mexico, Honduras, that basically with welfare-based systems where people get help, it doesn't make the workforce lazy. I can agree with you on that, Glacial, but I think that, oh, it was actually Georgetown. I have to slightly agree with that. I do think it does make some people lazy. Yeah, but he's saying it doesn't. The study, the proofs in the study, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I do, I know multiple people that have been lazy on it. I think it's a 50-50 more than just a doesn't. Yeah, okay, he actually, to be fair to Glacial, he's not taking a position, he or she, I don't actually know. Um, they're just telling us that's what the study said. That's okay. That's interesting, for sure. But I will say from my own experience, and there is some authority in a person's own experience, that you do get locked into a mindset of being limited. That's what I'm going to say. Exactly. Um, I think what, Jade, what you're saying, it probably would be a better way of handling it is when you, if a person does get welfare, it should be put out to them strongly that this isn't limiting you. You can do more than just that. And, and that and, right there. Yeah, let me be, let me be clear. Those, those that need help, because Clive sees in my chat here, I don't think any pro, anyone has a problem with assisting those in need. I am 100% for assisting those in need. You have no idea. So, so I think some of my rhetoric can get lost because it sounds like I don't want a welfare system at all. I want a welfare system for those that need it. The issue is the word need. When, you, when you've been on the welfare system for a large majority of your life, I, I think the concept of need starts to go away. People should be supported to aspire, to educate, to learn new skills, to create commerce for themselves and their family. And I agree 100% with that. And I would add a cliff note to that.
that maybe we need to have the system built to where, yeah, we know you need assistance, but there should be limitations and programs built in that if you're going to get welfare, you have to do certain things. Like certain states in the U.S. now require drug tests for you to get. Another thing that certain systems, not all of them, but some of them, have it built in to where if you are receiving money, you have to be actively coming in with a piece of paper showing, hey, I'm trying to get work. I'm trying to better myself. Uh, you've got a couple of comments on your end. Uh, and just... Yeah, I'm reading that. Uh, Carl, the Carling experience. You're absolutely correct. There are people that need it, and then there are people that abuse it. And I think that's what me and Jade are more referring to, is yeah. the fact that people are abusing it, and even some of the people that aren't abusing it are growing up in the system and are so used to it that it warps their senses on it. Yep, 100%. Yeah. So, so we, we've gone ask, a little bit off track. I was just going to ask, great, great um, discussion, men. Um, what is our second topic for tonight? I, and I'll leave that over to Ellen to ask me because I asked the first question. Okay, let me go back into your Discord because I don't have a list of I'm a bad bad streamer. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is all live, guys. This is the real deal. Honesty is great within the streamers, so truth. Okay. I I Uh, think it has something to do with equality if you need a a reminder. Uh, Our second question, if I'm reading this list correct, was are all people created equal what are your thoughts um okay so where well, we need a we need a frame definitions my my short answer is no so what what gets talked about a lot in the media is this concept of privilege and the fact that based on your color your race uh you can have privilege i don't agree with that actually i don't think color or race generally has anything to do with privilege but what i would say is that your family lineage or your family history has a lot to do with privilege if your granddaddy has got oil money you're going to be doing okay if your granddaddy didn't have any oil money then you know if you're blue collar or whatever you're going to have a different experience of the world that's just the fact um, I think this is where I tend to disagree with you slightly, Jade. I think with the question that was just asked that it, everyone is created equal. And this is why. I'm taking this to a rudimentary point. Um, I think all people are created equal because we are all, all human beings. Um, no argument on biology, but but I was coming more from a in a societal stance, are we created equally? No. No, we're not. Are you meaning more that there are, for instance, white collar, blue collar, uh, rich, poor, uh, middle class, yeah, lower I, I, class? I think, uh, I think I'm coming from the, the concept of uh, equality of opportunity. I, I don't think 
equality of opportunity exists and I think there's been a, a lot of debate about how to create uh, the equality of opportunity and you, you know we, we talked about affirmative action earlier on and, and there was a point in time where I was really really supportive of that the concept of that in both the US and in New Zealand but what I started to realize is that the, 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 the intent of affirmative action be, being something to, to help those less advantaged was basically giving people stuff for no effort. And it comes back to this thing, I've been, I've been talking about it all stream. You, you know, I feel, I, I feel there is there is opportunity and effort and uh, providing ideas and commerce to the world. I don't think anybody, including me, should get anything at all for nothing at all. Am I making sense? Fun here. Uh, yes, and I was just telling my viewers and your viewers, uh, I hope everyone's enjoying themselves thus far. Uh, and I secede to your point because I am in 100% agreement with that statement. I cannot oh, disagree at all. So do we and need to move on then? <laughs> depends on the viewers, but with this one, and I'm only going to say this once, and it's because we really don't need to be worried about this, but to Bob's comment, the girl in red has good looks privilege. There is a reason why she is his co-host. <laughs> Yep, that there is a reason why why I only ever go on stream when Hannah can be here. Yeah. Um, yes, it, we can move on to the second question. Yeah. Okay. Third question. We've been we've been here a while now. All right. Let let me just let me just check that I've got this right. Uh well, I think you missed one, actually. Um, Doesn't it work out well, though, for that privilege, though? Since I can't even see it. See, see that? <laughs> that that's, what, that's what you call... That's what you call a democratic commercial system. I realise that, that you could provide me advantages, and I'm leveraging those advantages. <laughs> it, it, it makes... So much since. Um, and I'm yeah. loving this. If you, you're looking at the chat, this is sparking so much of a debate in our chats. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, how's your chat going? Because my mine's going crazy. Well, you're <laughs> you're the better viewer, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the Carling oh experience. <laughs> the Carling experience. Thank you for being here tonight. Really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. He's referring to me. Uh, let me let me fix this real quick. Uh, it's good if to you ever see. Sorry, sorry go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. If you ever see Carling say Jade, he's talking to me. And this is the funniest thing. When I first met you, by the way, my healer's name in the game that we play together, his name is Jaded. Oh, nice. Jaded. <laughs> Love that. Love it. And I just want I just want to give an honorable mention to Doxus. We haven't seen Doxus in a long while. Doctors, thank you so much for being here tonight. We hope you're doing well. Yeah. We've been missing you, Doctors, so. 
Um, yeah, I, so so as I was saying, I think you actually missed you actually missed a question, um, and I just want to make sure sure I get it. Uh, this is one you you created, Anarchist, but I'll ask it to you anyway. Do people, do all people, deserve the same rights no matter their financial status? And, and I wondered if you were referring to the judicial system or whether you were going deeper with this one. Uh, that's a economical question more. It was more of the fact that do all people deserve the same rights no matter what their financial status is? I don't know if this is how it is in New Zealand, but there is a big problem in our country where if you're rich, you're looked at as a better person, even with mm. rights, than a person that is poor. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to break I'm gonna have to break that down a little bit. So, are there any laws in America that you're aware of, and we can have the support of the chat, obviously. Are there any laws that say poor people uh, do not deserve the same rights that you're aware of? State law or federal law, are there any laws that say that? They're not, and I, economical was the wrong word. I apologize, chat. I was more of a, it was more of a philosophical question. So we, we still need to break down the issue then. So are there any laws that say if you're poor, you you don't deserve the same right to justice, uh, state law or federal law. You're sub. There isn't a law, and it's more of a situation where it's how would I put it? Basically, we're like if you're looked at, oh, you're poor. You're not as you're not worthy of me. You're not as worth as much as I am because I have more money than you. But but who is who is saying that though? Are you saying that's what the judges believe? No, I'm just, I'm more of referring, it's not everybody, but there are people in this country who look at things that way, whether they be an average Joe or at the highest point of our country. Societal. So, so but yes. back, to, back to your question, and uh, it's going to sound... It's going to sound pointed, but you wrote this question saying, saying, you know, do all people deserve the same rights no matter their financial status? So the, the onus is on you to provide the argument that regardless of financial status, you don't have the same rights. Uh, Doxus just basically said um, exactly what one of my points was going to be. <laughs> if you have more money, you have access to things. Uh, certain states do not have lawyer assistance. Uh, I'm lucky to live in a state that does it for free, but right. I lived in a state that did not. So basically, if you've got money, you've got means, and you've got access to worlds of things that a poor person would not. Um, so, but, but breaking that down... If, if you can afford to have an independent representative, um, you, you know, negotiate with judges on, on your behalf, 
Is that not a good thing? It's a good thing, but um, Glacial just said it, and I'm going to read his comment because this explains my point to a T. There are not any laws that give extra privileges based on your economical status, but we do have laws that cause that. Failure to make bail, court-appointed attorneys are overworked, lobbying connections based on your economic status. Great point. Uh, but... You, you know, I want to unpack this, and I'm possibly pay, playing devil's advocate here, but if I, if I have a Coke, if I have a Coke and you don't have a Coke, and we're at a football game and you get thirsty, is it my fault that I had a Coke and you didn't? No, but let me ask you this. Uh, you want to go talk to someone to have something done. Okay. I'm a poor guy, and I feel that I have been wrong. I go to a lawyer. He's first thing he's going to say to me is, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? But yet, if you're in an economical status, he won't be as inclined to say that because he automatically knows the money's there. And the, the fault lies in this. The only way you get free legal representation in this country as the whole statewide itself, you have to commit a crime in order to get free legal assistance, where it's, you should be basically able to go in. Don't get me wrong. A lawyer needs to be paid. I'm not against that. I'm not saying that's anything different. But at the same time, you should, whether you be poor, rich or not, you should have access to a lawyer. But I want to come to Clive's comment uh, because, you, you know, I sort of had the same question in mind. Why would you get a free lawyer in a civil matter? Like, if you were gearing up to sue for wrongdoing against you, why shouldn't you have to pay for that lawyer? Because not everybody economically has the money to do it. I present, not, I present no argument on that point. You, you have no idea how I don't present an argument on that point. What I'm saying is, why should you get a free one? That goes into the point. If you can't afford a lawyer, you're at a loss. Okay, let me give you a perfect example, Jade. I was luckily, and if my ex-wife picks up on the stream, this is not to bash you. I apologize. <laughs> but I'm only telling the truth. I have residential custody of my daughter. Me and my ex-wife share joint custody. If I would have went in with a lawyer, I could have got full custody with, within a snap of a finger. But, Caitlin, stop walking back and forth. I knew for a fact <laughs> that if I tried to go for full custody, I was fighting an uphill battle. So I went in with the facts. I had enough intelligence to handle my own court case, which I was advised against by the judge but I had enough knowledge of the law system in order to have it work in my favor. Now, if I could have afforded a lawyer like here, if I go in and the lawyer likes my case and he feels that there is a case, I would have had a lawyer and I could have went for full custody and easily won it. That's my point. I think that's the difference in New Zealand. We have court appointed lawyers for no matter the case. If uh, that, that's not case. true. That's not true. I had... I had, a, we have a system called legal aid and I was entitled 
So that's legal. what it's called here in West Virginia. Yeah, legal aid, and I was entitled to that because of my because of my economic status. But my point is, I would have preferred to get a better lawyer. But but the cards were what the cards were, and I was just, you know, I would have preferred to have something different. It's it's what I'm trying to say. The words aren't coming out as smoothly as I would like, but it's what what are we talking about all the time when we talk about inequality and things not being fair like like i don't i don't understand the 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 unfairness of society is the the only reason society really functions if anything if everyone is the same that is socialism and you you are you are by virtue being controlled by a system that is ensuring that everyone is the same no lawyer no lawyer expensive lawyer like like you, you the point in your question is are there any rights that are not afforded to you my answer to that is no what you're arguing what you're arguing is the impact my of that just crashed oh can, really can you hear me yeah, I can hear okay, you. I'm, okay, we're good. Go ahead, Jade. Yeah, what you're arguing is is the impact on outcome. So, no, there aren't any rights afforded to a rich guy versus a poor guy, but you're arguing that, you know, more often than not, rich people get a favorable outcome. That is because they invest in their legal problem and their justice. You couldn't have put it any better. I agree 100% with it. That that was more what the point question was pointed towards, and I think it was worded poorly on my behalf. No, that's that, that's okay. We're all friends here, and the, and this is a this is a friendly debate. And I want to assure the the audience of that we we were friends coming into this, and and, <laughs> and we're not out here to tear each other down. It ain't like that. No, and. Clive just said it right there. Equal opportunity is better than equal outcome. Yes. Yeah, and I and I think that's the that's the point that we're going back and forth on. You, you know, of course people would like to be able to say they're in a position to win every case they're in front of, whether it be a criminal case or a civil case, someone trying to sue them. Of course you want to win. I understand that completely. I present no argument to that whatsoever. Um, um, Bob, Lob, I, I would like to force people into a contract before marriage that determines the splitting of assets, custody of children, all of this before the handing of the contract. Uh, Glacial speaks to the fact that a consistent favorable outcome is by extension not equal opportunity. Well, I'd argue against that to say that you both have the opportunity to stand in front of a judge and present your case. That is what, that is what I mean about the equal opportunity. It's, it's just that... Are we, are we making sense? Yo, I'm, I get you completely, and I think this is where I, myself, as a person who falls on both sides of the system, 
with liberalism and conservatism, I think that's an internal battle there. Part of me wants the socialist behaviors, but the other part disagrees with it. Excellent. How do you how do you feel about the outcome of that discussion, Hannah? Yeah, no, I think we clarified, um, and it makes us reflect, and I think we recognize that your, your status in society can affect um, your outcomes, but it's about who you are and how you make it, and I think you sum that up both really nicely, um, uh, I look forward to hearing hearing from you, Anarchist, how are you finding... So did, did we agree to disagree on that one, or did we actually find common ground? Both. <laughs> yeah, okay. some things you disagreed on, some things you, you agreed on, I think. That I was see your point. Yes, I see your points. I agree with some of your points, but as a whole, I disagree. So yeah, agree to disagree. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'm happy with that. Um... So it's over, to, it's over to you for the next question, I believe. Okay, next question, next question. And this is the one I've been waiting for. Oh, yes, this is the one I've been waiting for, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, we are going to talk strictly about healthcare, the difference between New Zealand and America. Before we start, give me two seconds to go get a drink of water, and I will be right back. Uh-oh, live intermission. <laughs> live intermission. Be uh, right back. Hannah, you might have to start dancing or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's even got the BRB. Oh, right. no, look at that. Don't take too long. So, healthcare. This is going to be an interesting one. I, I don't actually want to get into it until Anarchist is able to hear no. everything that I've got to say, so... Definitely, um, you know, for me, I know you may um, know a bit more, but I'd love to know what healthcare is like for, for everybody in the States, and um, it's a real interesting factor. I look forward to hearing both sides and actually um you know all of us having disabilities we've all got lived experience of actually going through the healthcare system mm. so it's a great question for us yeah for you guys both to be discussing and uh, and i'm reminded i'm reminded because i watched the democratic primaries not that long ago and i'm reminded of Senator Harris. I, I forget her first name. So if you can help me in the chat, uh, Senator Harris uh, gave the gave the example of, you, you know, families in America needing to make the choice. Kamala, thank you very much. Kamala Harris made the example of, you know, families of a particular income bracket will will be advised to take their young person to uh, the emergency room, their son or daughter to the emergency room, and on approach to the emergency room, they they have to make a decision because the second you step through the door and you check in uh, to triage, you could be on the hook 
for at least a $5,000 deductible just for at least $5,000 just for seeking emergency medical treatment. So I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I think I'm going to stop you there because we're going to hear about New Zealand, New Zealand uh, healthcare system. But I just want to check with you one thing, Gage. Have you hit record? Yeah, I have. Okay, great. I, I, was, a, I was a bit late Sorry. with hitting record, so I'm going to have to get creative when we upload this later to the podcast. Uh, but you understand we are recording this tonight, uh, and because... Yes, I, I absolutely do. Yep. And I hate to deter from the subject that's going on here, but I need to handle something real quick. All right. Okay. I, I'm catching up on my chat here, and I technically should not have to answer any of these questions that are coming at me because this is a dead, straight-out troll. But unlike most streamers, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're trolling. I don't care if you're being sincere. <coughs> I don't care what you're doing. As long as you do not teeter over certain lines, I will answer your questions. You may not like the answers, but I'll shoot you straight. Let, Number let's one. Do let's do it. Let's yeah. I watched you 11. How's it going? Uh, doing pretty good. For the Hunter Roo, hello there. Hello again. How much do I bench? First off, I don't bench at all. I'm a disabled streamer. Uh, I have a herniated disc in my lower lumbar, which prevents me from doing that. Uh, just a fork. Let's put it this way. I could bench your mother. So number three, <laughs> did, you vote, did you vote Trump? I did. No, I, I did not vote for Trump. I did. I did not vote for Hillary. Because <laughs> I am an anarchist, as so says the name. I disagree with the way a lot of this country is. So, no, I would not vote for either one. Trump 2020, I say. And for the last question for <laughs> the same gentleman, this is water, not pop. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, any comments from this point that are trolling will be ignored or you will be banned. Thank you. And back to the point. Yeah, okay. So, I, I don't know how we're going to do this because we, we didn't really... Um, discuss the format of how we were going to bring this up but I'm going to say that when you know Kamala Harris presented that example in the primary debates of having to choose between the health of your your child and $5,000 yeah that was interesting to me so I think you I need think... to actually explain about what healthcare is like in New Zealand though so, I, in yeah. New Zealand, you do need to pay for the general practitioner. Otherwise, any specialist appointment, specialist treatment, uh, attending the emergency department, uh, breaking your arm, anything like that uh, is is free. Um, that we have we have kept. We have capped payments on prescriptions, so every every single New Zealander will only pay five dollars per prescription, and that that we we're allocated a three month uh, prescription at a time. So for three months, regardless of the medication, five dollars. I think that went straight to Hannah's point of socialism because that almost sounds like a socialistic system. Oh, I, I don't argue the fact, so I'm very clear that that we have socialized 
healthcare, but I, I don't agree that in our entire system is um, socialized. You, you know, we still have commerce, we still have trade, uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, on to the health car, health, little tongue twister. On to that point of healthcare, it's different here in America. Uh, I don't know all states. I'm not a lawyer by any means, but I can tell you what I know from the two states that I've lived in. Um, the way healthcare is done is this. You pay monthly for a healthcare. If you're disabled or found that you are entitled to Medicaid, um, you will literally sit there and you'll be given free Medicaid, but your prescriptions will either A, be free, 50 cent, a dollar, it really depends. And the problem is, with the prescriptions, there's a lot of medicines that, unless they're generic, you cannot get. And even some of the medicines that are generic, the medical will not pay for. Mm. And with our healthcare that you pay for, you have to pay, what is it called? A copay, not a copay, it's Oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Basically, thank you. That was the word I was looking for. You have to pay a deductible before they'll even start paying for things. Wow. 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 And we're not free to a doctor. If I go to a doctor, uh, it's not going to be free. They're going to charge me, whether I have insurance or not. I mean, before I became disabled, there were numerous times because of my financial situation where I was having to talk to bill collectors because I had astronomical bills. I mean, I think if I'm correctly, just to talk to a doctor, just to say, hello, how are you doing in the room is a hundred to 200 bucks. Wow. So, so the interesting thing for me, and obviously I'm going to be pro socialized healthcare because that's all I know. But the interesting thing is that, you know, taxes aren't a foreign concept to Americans. So, so why is it? Why are Americans uh, prepared to be taxed in the way that they are? And uh, I've researched that a little bit. Americans are taxed very highly. Uh, why? Why is that okay? But not receiving free healthcare. Uh, I think it more comes to a right. Taxes are what makes our, you know, system work. I mean, even our SSI, we pay into it. Uh, not everybody pays into it, and there are people that get the money and didn't work, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the thing with healthcare, it falls more into a side. It depends on what side you're on. Liberals want free healthcare most of the time. Republicans or conservatives do not. But I think... To your question, I think why some people want it is it comes back to the first question, inalienable rights. If you get hurt, you should be able to go to the doctor. And if you're being charged astronomical amounts of money to do that, you won't go to the doctor, which perpetuates illness or mm. worse things. So, so we've, got a, we've got a lot of feedback on my channel. Uh, Clive believes the pricing model here is crap, but why should you pay for my health care? 
Americans are not taxed very highly. This is a glacial. Um, we have a lot of deductions and also tax brackets. Uh, Clive also believes healthcare is not a right. Uh, and I mean, th this is where my this is where my ideology starts to break down in a lot of ways because I, I think people that watch my streams or they just have conversations with me generally that they would they would make the point that I seem to have a strongly conservative view on most things. Healthcare though is an interesting one because when you're healthy you you don't care too much about healthcare and you definitely don't see the point in paying in. It's only when you're sick that you start to say, Oh, okay, now I get it. So so well, I think I think my ideology breaks down around healthcare because I, I actually do believe to a certain extent uh, people should have access to healthcare if only basic. Well, here's where I I see your point, Clive. I do see what you're saying. That is a difference. You're absolutely correct for disabled. But let me ask you this, Clive. Say your mother, she gets sick, okay? She doesn't have the money to pay for her doctor's bills. All right? The doctor's going to look at you and say, do you got any money? No. Doctors, some doctors will be like, well, no money. Bye. See you later. Now, your mother dies for this very reason. All it would have took was that doctor to say, you know what, forget about money. Come in. Let me make you better. That's the thing. When did it become a doctor's job to make money? When mm. did it become, which that, that's a poorly question right there. I, let me take that back. No, when no, did money... It makes sense. It makes sense. I agree with you, though. It makes sense. When did money become the overriding situation? When you become a doctor, you're not doing it to get a fat paycheck. And if you are, that's the problem. You should have never been in that field to begin with. Be a lawyer. Lawyers are about money. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. But yeah. if you're a doctor, your hypocritical oath is to take care of people. And I'm reading yeah. comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one, and this is why I was the one that put this question, because I, I know it's different, and I think if Hannah and I were even to move stateside, I think it would just be a mind-blowing experience how difficult it would be for us to access healthcare. Um, and I'm not saying... I'm sorry, Hannah, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, two points for you, you should just talk about... Um insurance system if you got a disability you can't get insurance and um, oh it'll be the same in america so hannah wants me to um, and the other point that acc acc so so hannah wants me to make the point that if you have a pre-existing condition let's say disability you we don't even have the option to obtain insurance if we want we to do. get if we want to get better than what the socialized healthcare in New Zealand provides, well, we cannot do that. Um, uh, insurers just have the option to say, no, well, we're not going to work with you. You can take whatever the government provides. 
just want to make a mention of a system we have in New Zealand called ACC. Now I'm gonna have to jump. I'm gonna have to jump around my conversation here, but so in New Zealand, if you have an accident of any nature that causes you permanent disability, uh, you do not have the right to sue anyone for that, whether it's a person or a corporation that, that caused you the permanent disability. So what we have is a system called the Accident Compensation Corporation. Their function is to uh, compensate you uh, for the significant change in your lifestyle. Um, every person in New Zealand pays a levy into that private corporation. So it's a private corporation, it's not a function of the government, even though they do sort of liaise and cooperate with the government. People that experience ACC are funded so much more highly than, than those obtaining socialized health care. So, so there is a discrepancy between having an accident and maybe getting MS. Um, it, it's going to look very different. Those on ACC, they can get wheelchairs instantly. They can get all kinds of experimental medication and treatments. Um, they're, they're given an ongoing payout that represents 80% of their income at the time of their accident. So they have a consistent level of income paid by the corporation. What else? Yeah. Um, I think that those two points that you're given a lump sum lump sum payment up front that that most people put down on houses usually. Um. Yeah, so it is really different. Yeah, and for our general practitioners, um, we do have to pay for it, but the levy is different for your income bracket. So we have a thing called um, the Community Services Card. Um, often if you're on a benefit, you'll, you'll be um, able to receive this card and it'll make your doctor uh, oh, 10 times cheaper than, than it is. Yeah. So it's like 20 New Zealand dollars compared to 70 New Zealand dollars. Um, and of course they're not real dollars. It's <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> and I want to, you know, add to what you said. Here, if you have Medicaid, you can buy more insurance to subsidize on it. They do it with Medicare all the time. They're like, uh, this is what we'll give you. We advise you to buy more. Now, I have four total points. That was one of them. The second one, you're absolutely correct that you, as a doctor, should be forced to have to see someone on a financial basis. But at the same time, it becomes a double-edged sword. If you don't see Tom over here who's sick, he is going to get sicker, and that's going to mooch off of the government. And it's going to make the government and you as the taxpayer, because you pay into the government, to pay out more. And the thing about free health care, I'm not saying, and let me, let me clarify that, I'm not saying we should have free health care, but to play devil's advocate, let's look at our sister country right now. Let's look at our friends up north. Canada. Canada is based off 
their whole entire system, which is funny because their money is called Looney and Toonies, but that's neither here nor there, <laughs> is based off of free health care. Free health care is what built Canada. Canada went from maybe not a third world country, but nowhere near an economical status to the United States. The moment that they started free health care, which it has its problems. I could t- tell you horror stories of friends from Canada that have told me, but it helped to refurbish their economy. It bolstered it. Uh, hold on. Is it, is it the fact that um, is health care what made a difference to the Canadian economy, or is it the fact that they're decimating their, their natural resources? It helped it tremendously, at least from an economical standpoint. Free health care did, because what was being paid into the system helped to give the free health care, and it allowed for other parts to go into play, if you get what I'm getting at. And you're right, there is no such thing as free health care. Yeah, I'm exactly. seeing the comments. Um, Lane has got some very strong views about our conversation. Appreciate you coming out tonight lane but we're just doing what we're doing if we're offensive to you then you're free to leave we're always interested to know everybody's viewpoints but we're not trying to be offensive we're just trying to have conversations and learn and understand you know New Zealand that's very different and and I'd love to know what it's like in the States because it's different so I'm really yeah. appreciating this conversation, so thank you, Anikis. Lane, Lane's perspective is that, you know, this is not new, and I would agree. You know, the differences between New Zealand and America have existed, but when when, when do we often get the opportunity to come together and, like, look at those differences directly? I, I think this is, a, this is a great podcast, really. And I don't mean to point the gun at you, Lane, because you're a human being, but I, wanna, I want to take the father approach here. We're both fathers, Jade. I think you know what's coming. <laughs> All right. Lane, there was a time in this country and in this world where we as people could debate. We could discuss things. We may not agree. We may think what the other person was saying was stupid. It may have been played out. But guess what? We, it's called debating. It's been happening since the days of Rome. It's something that, especially here in America, that we've lost. Yeah. And the problem is, it's the comments that you just made about this guy is a effing idiot. Yeah. Why don't, why, why don't you take the time to listen to the points? Maybe you don't agree with them. Maybe you find, I don't know if you were saying it was Jade or me, and you probably directed at me, and that you're free to your opinion, but... You know, let's keep this in a situation where it's positive vibes. Yeah. We don't need to be calling anyone if an idiot. All about positive, and we can all learn and, from each other. And, and, you know, for me, because he is in my chat, you know, I do have the option to ban. And we just want to keep this 100% civil. And Lane, we, we want you to be in the chat. We want you to be around. But if it keeps going down like this, uh, I, I will use the ban. I will. So. And first off, uh, I'm a tr- Trump incarnate. Let me get this straight. I did not <sighs> vote for Trump. I do not like Trump, and me and Jade have talked about this. I don't like Trump because he's our president. I don't like Trump as a human being. 
I think that he is a liar. I think that he has pulled some shady business. And I understand business, you have to be cutthroat. <laughs> but when it affects yeah. humanity and human beings, I draw the line. So let's just get that straight before we go any yeah. further. I'm not a Trump hater, but I'm not a Trump liker. Let, let me let me make this clear. I mean, the chat is open. We wanna we wanna hear from everybody. We are multi-streaming, um, Anarchist and I, so we can both see the chat boxes on both sides. We we wanna hear from everyone. So please, um, you know, participate. <laughs> Participate, but remain civil, and we're going to have a good time tonight. Yes, and Lane, like I said, dude, I may not agree with your comments. They may be offensive, but you're a human being, man, and I'm here to listen to you. So, <laughs> yeah. continue. Yeah. Okay, whose turn is it? I forget. Uh, so, Anarchist, you are just talking about um, the Canadian system. Did you want to follow on with that point, or...? I would add random questions for both of you. I, I will, I'll end it with this so that you can get to your question. Do I think socialism fully works? No. Do I think that we as Americans could adopt some socialistic ideas? Maybe. Maybe take from other countries things that work. Maybe they don't all work, but at least try them. Don't be closed-minded. Mm. Great. I, I I I think I think one way to make America great again is to potentially spend less on warring with other countries. I mean I mean don't forget that Ocasio Cortez has got a plan for you guys to be energy independent in the next ten years. All you have to do is give it all your money and get rid of all vehicles in the, in the United States of America. How about that? <laughs> We're just going to bring oh. back to healthcare right now. <laughs> that was a bit of a sad, but back to healthcare. Uh, that's what you call a blindside punch. Um, oh, I would make some punches too, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is for both of you. Um, I'd really like to know from what you guys have heard, and, and please I'd love to hear it from you guys in the chat, what do you think about... Um, Anarchist, what do you think about the New Zealand system? And Jade, what do you think about the American system? And just to let you know about my view, um, I can't believe how much it is as, as soon as you set foot in um, ED. ED for for you guys stateside. So, what do you think of states? The states. What do system? I think of the? What do you think of the New Zealand system? The American system, in my opinion, you know, we're gonna we're gonna say, in my opinion, you know, it's obviously very profit driven. But what I what I do hear um, from people that study this stuff and provide advice on it is that America is is one of the countries that continues uh, to constantly provide the innovations in, in healthcare. So. What does New Zealand generate new drugs, new research, new technology? No, not at the rate that America does. So the trade-off for the great United States of America is they do lead. They do lead in the research. They do lead in the technology and the development of drugs. In order to lead like that, someone has to pay for it. 
and Americans do. So I, I acknowledge somewhere there is a reason uh, for the charges that they have, but I, I can't personally fathom a reality where, where I pay thousands of dollars a night uh, for healthcare. Uh, Lane, you were late into the conversation, and we were actually, believe it or not, before we moved on, we were talking about that. Uh, I am in complete agreement with you, but at the same time, I play devil's advocate. And to your question, uh, Hannah, mm-hmm. I, I think America, in some ways, our system is better compared to New Zealand. But I think New Zealand has some fresh ideas and ways that maybe we should look at more. Correct. I I think I think that the health system impacts the sick more than the healthy. So while I agree that um, you you know innovations in medication, research, technology, uh, the, they need to be there. What is the opportunity for, for America, the United States, to acknowledge that those that are most sick are the ones that should, should be able to access things? Healthy people don't need a health system. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think the issue is there's more sick than there is healthy. Hmm. That 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 is a wild statement. Do you wanna do you wanna explain that? Okay. This goes back into a point, and Lane's been kind of pointing this out too. So it kind of steers back into the previous question. But sure. All right. So say you are well off. You have access to all the best food all the best the way it's prepared things like that all right you you're inclined to stay healthy but if you're a person that is more on the poorer side you don't have access to the same things that tom timmy over here once again i'm bringing timmy up again 100 percent. timmy is well off he comes from old money uh, old money being the phrase where family has had money for years upon years upon years. 100%. He, he's going to stay healthy. But John over here, who is poor middle class, he has a higher chance to get sick. He really does. So that's the thing. You can't say one or the, the other. I mean, it, the thing about it is, yes, Healthy people don't need it, but sick people do. There's always going to be a need. Yeah, we have agreement on that, but the 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 point that I'm trying to get to is that you just said, I, I don't know if you have a reference for this, and we're not really using references tonight. We're using our opinion mostly. But you just said there are more sick people in America than there are healthy people. Because well, my, my <laughs> whole premise is that healthy people can afford to ensure sick people get healthy, but you don't agree? I agree, but at the same time, so I'm, I'm in the middle. You got to look at it this way, Jade. America, I don't know if it still is. It may have gotten knocked out of this, but I remember five years ago that America had the 
highest rate of obesity. And you know yourself, obesity leads to a lot of health problems. That's just the start. America has people that are sick, whether it be obesity. I mean, look at it this way. When you walk into a doctor's office, and I don't know how New Zealand is, so this may help a little bit. You walk into a New Zealand doctor's office to see your doctor. How Mm. full is that waiting room? It's not too full, to be honest with you. Okay. Most doctors, and I hate to say this because this is almost going to sound racist, but I'm not meaning for it to, but you will see Hindu doctors who literally have 30 to 40 people sitting in their room, and he's not able to give them enough time, and that just goes to show. If you look at doctors' offices in America, they're packed because people are sick. Can I ask one question? I think this will be quite interesting, though. Um, What is the population of your state or... Even your city. Or your city or USA? Well, it's like 4 billion people in America. Um, The city that I live in isn't super populated. No, it's not 4 billion. It's like... Sorry? The state that I live in isn't super populated, honestly. But still, it's going on even here. It's the thing. I guess my point goes back to the fact people are not being healthy and it's making them sick. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking this is because the total amount of people in the whole of our country is... Four million. Four million. So, um, if you have that, I'm just thinking, how many people around about do you have roughly in a state? <laughs> yeah. Compared to one state, compared to a whole 4. country. 4.5 million. We got a lot of space. Yeah. We're we spread across got a whole lot country. of space. We're spread across a small country, but, um, yeah. That's, that was my okay. point I was getting at. Here we go. Here's the population. Uh... I'm not going to worry about, sorry, didn't mean to say that. Uh, I'm not going to say the population by gender and race. No. I'm trying not to even use race, but this. Just give us the this, whole number, the round number. That's what I'm trying to find because I'm finding it by race for some reason, and I'm trying to not use it by race. So bear with me for one moment. Okay, I, so... I will just come to Lane. Lane says I live in Boston. We went to the doctor's office last week, and there was five people in the waiting room. That's good. Yeah, I think you're right, Lane. It, it may also have to do with the population of how many people are there thus forth. Okay, so right now, just in Wheeling, West Virginia, which is where I live, in two. 2017, and this is a little bit outdated, there were 27,000 people, let alone just here. I'm trying to find the total population of the state. Yeah, so so Clive has actually just given us that the population of West Virginia, not sure of the date on that, but the statistic he's giving is 1.9 million. I just got that one, yes. The population just in Wheeling, West Virginia itself, I mean, in West Virginia, not Wheeling, is 1.9 million, roughly. 
And the thing about it is, we are a very, very scattered state. Most of the state, like, to give you an idea, to access certain parts of this state, you have to go into other states to, you know, access the roads. Literally, like, for instance, to get where I live, you have to go through southern West Virginia, shoot into Ohio, then wrap back around and come back down into West Virginia. And for a state that is like that, to have that much of a population, that shows you something. Yeah. Thank you for painting Mm. that picture and um, Mm. having that understanding for us. So, thanks. So, I mean, that's the thing. And I, I will say this much, and this is a fact that is the devil's advocate to what I'm saying. The state that I live in is kind of notorious for being backwater when it comes to certain things. Like, um, they have the one of the country's worst mental health when it comes to children. Why is Like, that? the way they ha- They just... <laughs> I guess best way of putting it is they're backwater when it came to it. They, we have one of the highest drug epidemics with opiates. It's just we don't end. We're behind, basically. I guess is the best way of putting it. Who's your governor right now? Honestly, I think it's the same guy, and I can't think of his name, but it's this old white dude. That's all I remember. Old white dude, how descriptive of the American government. <laughs> um, I'm it, sorry, it, that sounded horrible. <laughs> it, anyway, uh, did we want to move? Did we want to move to the next topic? I'm not sure how much we're gonna have to say on this because I, I feel like I feel like we've gone around on it a little bit already. We have, we have, but. The next topic we were going to have was uh, disability compensation, New Zealand versus the US. And I guess the thing that I'd say is our disability compensation is based in the what we call the Social Development Ministry, the Ministry of Social Development. And I, I, I really, this is going to sound bad because this is going to be available on video on demand later on and I'm probably going to get a firestorm of comments from New Zealanders later but I I don't really understand the premise for uh, the, the disability compensation here because it provides almost no incentive to even have a part-time job so what I mean by that is you'll get like 400 maybe $500 per week and like that that's 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 not a great standard of living for New Zealand. Sounds like sounds like a lot of money, but it really isn't. Um But the minute you even start doing five, ten, fifteen hours of work at the minimum wage, which is right now oh god, do I even know what the minimum wage is? Seventeen fifty here in New Zealand. Um, the minute you start doing any amount of work, uh, your benefits are, you know, they're slashed. And, and what what happens is we create this environment of 
dependency on the system. Like, like why bother working if I take up 10 hours of work, 20 hours, 20 hours of work I'm virtually automatically gonna lose any support whatsoever for my disability. And then I'm gonna have to pay for everything. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a nanny state policy that we have. Uh, I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate not to be on disability anymore. So, so I'm a private citizen, I like to say. Um, but it, it's, it's really, really bad. Really bad. And, and well, I, I just see around me so many examples of people, of people getting on disability in New Zealand and just staying there forever. And, and there, there is no, there is no incentive. There, there is no, there is no progression in people's lives. They're just bound to whatever the policy is at the time. Well, I wanted to start off saying this. Um, with our country, it's handled by the Treasury, which is the big government, basically, you know, not small government. Small government meaning uh, Washington, instead of small government being... That's large government. Small government being state government. Um, so normally you will get a check, and this is where it becomes tricky, and this might take a second to explain. The normal check that you'll receive is roughly about $750 to $797 a month. That's can, not a it, lot. Depending on the state that you live in, I mean, it can go up to a thousand. But we're talking about New York, where the cost of living is a lot higher. Um, now, while you were talking, I pulled up a chart. But before I pull this chart open, uh, what I meant by there's tricks to it. If you're married, for instance, and both you and your wife are disabled, they cap off your income. So where basically it would be better off for you and your significant other to be divorced. For instance, uh, that's amazing. My government, like my income, I, if I was adding a check that they give to my wife and a check that they give to me, I would bring in about $400. She clears on the other hand, 900 bucks because we're both disabled, and that really hurts. Now, the conversion that I was pulling up so that it makes a little bit more sense, your 500 New Zealand dollars, I don't know exactly what your currency is called. Actually, I see it right here. New Zealand dollars, yeah. NZD. NZD. Okay, your (laughs) NZD... 500 NCD only equals $333.85. But that's per week, though. That's per week. Okay, and see, this is the thing. If I take that and we'll we'll just say for fun and giggles, that's 2,000 New Zealand dollars because usually months last four weeks, sometimes almost five. Yeah. That equals out to a monthly wage of a hundred and well, one thousand three hundred thirty-five dollars and forty cent. Now, so, the so problem, it's comparable, is what you're saying? No, not at all. 
That $750 that you, I was telling you about, we get that monthly. So basically, at the end of the month, say that the income is $750, you guys make $585 more American dollars than we do. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that pushes economically, if you are a person on disability, you are nine out of ten times automatically in the poverty line or below it tremendously. And it's to a point because basically our taxes fund it, and it's a fund, and they're saying, I think it's by 2060, 2070, the fund will have no more money in it. Um, wow. Lane, Lane is saying we might have had the math wrong. Uh, I'm just wondering whether he's trolling or... I'm not doing uh, the math wrong. I did the math wrong. I did 1,300 minus 700, so it would be 550 um, would be the difference. Yes, 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 yes. And, and that's the thing. Because the Treasury is running out, they are literally asking Americans to get a part-time job. Running out of what, though? You have so much. You have so much tax money, though. The best way of putting it is our new tax money doesn't go into it. It was taken from when the year it was created, they took the taxes from that and they created basically a big piggy bank. And they haven't put uh, any more money. They were trying to create a sovereign fund. Ah. That's what we're developing right now. Yeah. Clive Bixby wants to remind us that America is $20 trillion in debt. Yes. And I want to point out, Lane, once again, please stay constructive. Please keep this on a positive vibe. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm spitballing. I'm not sitting there trying to come down to the absolute scent. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so I think we've covered that point. There, there. Um, one question for you, Anarchist. Um, in America, do you have? Um, Uh, reduced rent for for people with disabilities or yeah, living? We have a f low income housing. We have low income housing, but it's not just for the disabled. And there are checks and balances to it that make it hard. Like, okay, say anybody that lives near Ohio is not going to know what I'm saying. There are spots in Ohio that are the ghetto. I mean, the worst of the worst ghetto and you try to sit there and you come over to say, you want to come over to West Virginia where I live in a better part of the country. Like, you know, housing situation wise. Uh, if you are a resident of the state, you get a, ch a point. If you are a resident of that city, you get a point. If you have a job, you get a point. So honestly, it comes to the point where a person that's disabled has far less of a chance getting into affordable housing as a person that would. We find that here as well. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Almost for the similar reasons. Very much for the similar reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And, and what's, and inter what's interesting, and this may not be considered by a lot of people, but, you know, often the the accessible housing in your area is owned by the government because nobody has any interest in making houses accessible. I, I don't know if you have any experience of that. What I mean by accessible is, you know, a ramp into the house, wide doorways, bathrooms that have rails, easy to access like that. We find that if you want an accessible house, you've got to get into the state housing program or be in a position to build your own house. I, well, I, prefer, I prefer to go for the latter, like that's what I'm working towards, being in a position to build my own house, but like, it, it's really tough out there for disabled in New Zealand. And it is here too, and this is what I want you to think of. Okay. For instance, I checked into it a couple weeks ago. Affordable housing here in Wheeling, West Virginia, has a eight to nine month waiting list. We have longer. Yeah. Now, much longer. Oh, believe me. This, where I'm originally from in Georgia, it's two to three years, but you, you get what I'm wow. getting at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, now, there are some apartments that accept affordable housing, but they're far and in between. And if you can find one of those, then you usually get in a lot quicker. But even here's the thing, even with affordable housing and even these other apartments, you've got to be very careful because the ones that will get you in the fastest are usually, not always, the worst of the worst. They're not upkept as well, they're not maintained as well, there's more crime, or people just don't care. So coming to my question about accessibility then, what can you tell us about that? Uh, accessibility in what way? Sorry, like, I may have uh, missed the point. So for a wheelchair person to be able to have a home they can live in safely? I really can't answer that because I don't know that much, but I do know, and this is what I can answer, when you go for affordable housing and you fill out the application, it does ask on it, do you need accessibility? Okay, and that's fine. There are places that do have it, but there are some that if you do need accessibility, they'll turn you away. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really what about the What about the ADA? Honestly... I, I... I've never heard of ADA until this moment. Until you brought it up. The Americans with Disabilities Act. Honestly, I have not heard that much about it. It's not brought up. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Because we live in a, in a country that is, uh, like someone said earlier in chat, it is income-driven. Basically, money, money, money. If anything, basically, that's out there to help, you have to dig to find it. Wow. Okay, I think it's I think it's your turn to raise okay, the next topic. Ha ha ha! Here here. we go. <laughs> okay, here comes the one that we got into. The the doozy. Debate. The, the one that we completely disagree and got me on the Trump rant. Okay. The doozy. Here we go. B thoughts on border security and asylum. 
this one, this one's really easy. So I, I kind of feel like a cop out in this debate, but New Zealand is surrounded by a massive ocean. So, so as far as I understand, we we have no issues with border security breaches whatsoever. Uh, coming to asylum, I I heard somewhere the other day that we take in seventy thousand so-called refugees a year and I think that's too many um okay I don't I won't go into the border I'll go to the asylum first <laughs> yeah let's start the, softly let's start softly I think there should be some asylum and we do have asylum for countries and stuff like that but it does bring in the problem where we have too much and I think <laughs> we need to back off a little bit. And uh, this is a comment that was made in my channel, and I never said anything about it. Carling Experience, I apologize, and I'm bringing it up right now. So I did see you. I am listening. America needs to stop worrying about everybody else and start fixing their own problems before they try to help someone else. Great. Ah, Muta Blind. It's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, we've got a question. How much will John Kelly make off the policy he implemented? Now he's on the for-profit children's concentration camp board of directors. I have no context for that. I think that question is for you, Anarchist. And this is the problem. I have really ran into a problem, uh, Muto. I'm trying not to get into politics, so please explain more into it, and then I'll give you my thoughts on it. Yep, so as far as asylum, like, I would just say that New Zealand is a small country. We have issues with housing availability for citizens. We have issues with job availability and upskilling of citizens. Um, I think 70,000, even though it's not even comparable to Americans, you, you know, the United States allowing 1 million asylum seekers a year, even though 70,000 wouldn't sound like a lot relatively, I, I think it's too much for New Zealand. And I'd like to see that chopped all the way down to something like $2,000. 2,000 people dollars. Sorry about that. So I'm just going to ask you guys a quick question. What does asylum mean? If, what is asylum? Well, the the really plain English version is that you're fleeing a country that is threatening to endanger your life. And and I can't... And the... The... the the global treaty around that is you're supposed to seek asylum in the nearest available safe haven. And when I think about New Zealand's approach to asylum, it's like, we're not the nearest neighbor to anybody. We're, we're, we're way down in what I would call buttfuck nowhere, you know, you know? It's like, that, there's no way that we would, we would meet the meet the test for asylum. Alright, and I, I hate to say this, and 
I'm about to, and Jade, if you can see my screen, you're going to get a little laugh. Okay. Avid non-supporter of Trump. I'm about to slap my hand because I'm bad, 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 bad because of what I'm about to say. I agree 100%. Other countries should help out more with asylum <laughs> and help America deal with it. Woo! Stream over. I won. <laughs> no, you didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Bad anarchist. Bad. 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 We and I think the the thing is that you're trying to say seventy thousand may not seem a lot to relatively to you in America, yeah. but compared to the size of our country. And another thing that also happens in New Zealand is that you know we've got a year plus just in the city that we're living um, for social housing. Um, now, if you're if you're an asylum seeker, you come to our country, you jump that line straight away. You get a house, you get all furniture, you get food, food, um, you get everything that you may need. A possible, social worker, a social worker, and whatever you may need to actually support you to learn the learn the language and maybe get into a job. So, compared to the citizens of our country that are struggling um they suddenly jump the line and get well looked after and have free health care and um their health care is regular doctor visits are subsidized so yeah um, and i promise i'm going to redeem myself go ahead jay sorry muta blind says that he was trying to figure me out uh, but I can see now. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Um, yeah, Muto, please, please. And I think it's Mutor blind, motor blind. Mutor, Mutor blind. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what you mean by you figured me out. I'd love to know what you think you know about me. But the and, wall, the wall going up. That, that's all I got to say. The wall going up. I, I'm going to make another point that I'm going to slap my hand for, but I'm going to repeat myself afterwards. Okay. When is asylum too much? It's too much when it starts to sap resources from the country that's given asylum, and that's what's happening now. And this is how I'm going to redeem myself. And I, I hate to go off, but I'm going to put it this way. What? We're talking, we were talking, Jade, me and you, the other night about how the liberals are wanting to impeach Trump. Uh -huh. uh, I think it, he has done enough to be impeached, but here's the thing. Why haven't they impeached him, but yet they impeached a man for one reason, and only one reason, for getting his jollies in the Oval Office. He got, he got, he a, blow, he got a blow job. We can say blow yeah. job on Twitch. Can't we? Well, we? I, wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to offend Hannah, but yeah, let's be blunt here. He, got, he got his knob. He got his knob slobbed. Okay, he gets impeached. <laughs> but yet, a, a a guy who has pretty much been found guilty of, you know, what was the word I used last night? Obstructing justice, and hold he on. gets to continue to be president. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let him speak. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> just like the Mueller report. Said, he, he eloquently put it where, yes, he should be impeached, 
but uh, the judicial system is not our job to uh, arrest the president. So, you know, it, it comes to the point. Why impeach a gentleman for getting his penis sucked, but yet let a gentleman who is breaking the law get away with it? Um, so... Okay, so I'm allowed to go now. Yes. Hennessy's, I'm, al- I'm, al- I'm allowed to go, so... What... As far as I understand, there was no collusion, correct? I'm not even worried about collusion, but he neither said there was nor there wasn't, but the way that the Mueller report, or however you pronounce it, worded it, he never said there wasn't evidence against collusion. I understand that there was no collusion. That's what you'll hear Trump say. You'll hear the liberals say that there was collusion, but it comes down to the strict point Mueller said there was not enough evidence to disprove collusion what what do you believe that uh the great the great white hope president trump has actually lied about well let's see we talked about this do you do you agree do you agree that he's the great white hope uh (laughs) this isn't this isn't white man can't jump so hell no (laughs) So what 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 do you believe he lied about though? Well, let's see. It may have not have been a law. We both agreed on that. But yet his son went over and had secret mission missions with Russia and that borders on the line of espionage. That so, right there. So the did, firing go ahead. Did the did the greatest president that's ever existed, uh, Donald Trump, did he have a meeting in Russia? His son did. He didn't. But the thing about it is, his son was attached to. And I thought about this overnight to explain it. The people that were working to get Trump elected, his I don't I know the word, and it's like almost three o'clock in the morning, so I'm losing words. Sure, sure. I, I appreciate. Can I just say, I I appreciate that you're even on the stream right now because I, I know that our time zones are so wildly different. Yeah, and I appreciate you too, and that's great thing, boy. And I'm I'm not taken away from that. I'm just trying to keep my mind going. Uh, the thing about it is, he was part of the committee that was trying to get Trump elected. He should have never stuck his nose in it. And, and the thing is, Trump basically ordered it because Trump knew that if he would have did it himself, it would have committed suicide when it comes to political sense. So, so did, did the greatest president to ever exist, Donald Trump, did he have a meeting in Russia? Not directly, <laughs> but indirectly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. But back on to the situation about the wall. I'll, okay, viewers, I want to point out something to you before I go. I'm going to say this. Are we going now? Say, Are we going? Is this over? No, 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 no. I'm getting uh, back to the point of your question because the chat's <laughs> talking about the build a wall. Okay, let me ask you a question, guys. Okay. 
before I start, don't kill me. I know we got Trump supporters in here. Please do not shoot me. Please keep an open mind. You I got think two or three Trump supporters, if I count as three. Yes, and that's half of our viewers. <laughs> 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 so please do not hate on me. Please give me the time to explain my stance on it, and maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. Every, I don't believe the wall should be built right off the bat, but not for the reasons you think. I'm, every I'm, I'm so glad you raised that because I have a counterpoint, but go ahead. Every president has said, even the, I'm the best president before Trump, said, build a wall, build a wall, build a wall, build a wall. Every president since this issue has come up has been build a wall, build a wall, build a wall. They've constructed fences. They've put electrical fences. Honestly, a fence is like a wall. I don't think a wall is going to serve the issue. I don't think that building a wall is going to stop Mexicans from going, or, sorry, that may have been too harsh, Hispanics from going, you know what, Jose? I'm going to claim it. I'm going to claim it. They're still going to climb it. It may slow them down, but it's not going to solve the issue. And like I told you, Jay, on a counter note, a little bit of this, believe it or not, and it was said a couple weeks ago on TV, which, hey, you can't believe everything said on TV, but I believe the fact to be true, mm -hmm. Mexico's biggest immigration is Americans. Mm. And I, I will say one more point to show you that I'm not – agreeing with the liberal side do I think an illegal immigrant should be in our country no get the hell out go I think we have laws in place because of that that work I think some don't work but if you are a legal immigrant meaning you've got your green card you filed to be a citizen you have a right to be here but 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 by your own framing, then the people that have a right to be here, as you say, have a right to be there, rather, that they are not legal immigrants. The other question I want to ask you is, do you close your front door at night? I will not say that over stream. I will not say that over stream, because, believe it or not, and it's nothing against you, Jade, there have been people that they found out where they lived, and they swatted them. I don't know if you know what swatting means. I know what a swat is, but I'm just saying it shouldn't be too hard to answer. Do you close your door at night? The reason why I can't answer that is because if someone was to have gotten a hold of my address, it could cause me problems. Okay, can, okay. I, change, can I change the Okay, so, so, Okay. Can I please say that, okay, we're not going to say you personally, but um, does your, does the, the shops close their doors at night and lock them so people can't go in and take all the clothes? Or the food from the corner store? Do the corner store, do the corner stores close their doors at night? When they're not yes. working out. Yes, they do. Do, but I think it also depends on what part of the country you live in. I know people in this very city that have never locked their doors because they know it's safe. Now, uh, the part no, of town that I live in... Notice that I never said locked, though. I just said closed. So, oh, uh, I thought you said lock. I apologize. So, yeah, so, I, so, yeah, so I, 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 can, I can tell you happily 
uh, um, that I, I lock my door. I close and lock my door at night. Uh, Stump, the debate basically has centered around and we're nearing the end of the actual structured part of the debate. It was mainly discussion on human rights, disability, and how much rights you have as a person that's disabled, uh, sociological issues of who has rights, and we're, our final thing that we're discussing now is border control and um, what was what was asylum? There we go. Mm. So, so I think I think the concept I think the concept of border security, in particular, a wall, makes absolute sense. I mean, yeah, you're always going to need uh, border security in terms of staffing, but but I think. The, the thing about a wall is that it's rather efficient. I mean, once it's there, it's there. You know? Like, would you rather spend trillions of dollars on staff running up and down the border, or would you rather a wall? Um, I think that really comes down to, before you, you could say that, we need to see the figures. We need to see the financial reports. Because I'm about to spitball, and I may be wrong. And if someone can bring up the a website, bring up factors, information, whatever it be, I think that wall is going to cost three times more than the employees. Basically, I think it's draining our already horrendous economy. We're already $10 trillion plus dollars in the hole. We're going to build a million-dollar wall to add to it? I think it's $5 billion is what's being talked about. Yeah, I was spitballing money, but yeah, yeah, yeah. $5 billion? <laughs> Come on! Use that $5 billion to pay off the damn deficit. Reach so, out to the countries that owe us money and say, you know what? Pay up, buddy. Pay up. Because I got people to pay myself. So I actually agree with Clive. Clive says the wall won't be 100% effective. No measure is. Uh, but worth it in my opinion and I I 100% agree with that okay and that's a good point stump so stump just brought us something into play that's not worried about the people that are being paid because they have a set income let's worry about the cost of illegal immigrants each now hold on hold on so let's get clear is is Stump talking about immigrants or is Stump talking about illegal immigrants? Because I think the the, clar the clarity on that point really matters to me in this debate. Uh, okay, Stump. Okay, I figured it was illegal. He's referring to illegal immigrants. Oh, right. and you know what? While you speak, Jade, I'm actually going to do a little research to see how much illegal immigration costs a year for America compared to the wall. Yeah, I'm going to have to leave that in your hands. I'm not going to make a comment or an assertion about what it costs. But I would just offer that, you know, when, when Jose or Jorge, for example, walks into ED and they say their name is Jorge or Jose and, um, you know, they, they don't have a... Uh, what's it called? We call that an IRD number or a... 
Social Security. Social Security. When they don't present that, I mean, what actually happens? You know, Republicans like to say they end up getting free health care just by by walking into ED. I'm pretty sure that can't be the case, though, because they like, okay. to, they like to check out your details before you go in. I've had a question for you. How much did you say the wall was? Five billion. Well, by the factors that I'm looking at, you may have, I may have to secede to you. Go ahead. Uh, basically, if Trump's factors are correct, which they seem to be slightly blown out of proportion, he's saying it costs $200 billion, but I looked at the figure that it's roughly more between 3 to $5 billion. And if that truly does succeed the amount the wall is going to cost yearly, then I have to secede to it for this point. I still think the wall is not going to uh, be Amazing. Amazing. Not, so it's point jade. Point jade. <laughs> I feel that it's still not going to be fully effective. I think we should focus more on things to solve it than compose a wall. Is, is, it, a, is it a mental thing for Americans? Do, do you get the image of the Berlin Wall, for example, that ended up getting torn down? Is, is, it, the, is it the visualization of a wall that you don't I like? I think it is. I think it is for a lot of Americans, but not for yeah. me. I think... I, I'm a big person, and once again, like I said earlier in the stream, I'm one of those people that doesn't consider themselves a liberal or a, a conservative. I would consider myself a flat anarchist. I don't agree with government in the first place, but mm. I'm, I'm not close-minded to the details. And I will say this. I think that as a government, part of what made me be an anarchist in the first place, I think our government needs to learn how to handle things better instead of taking drastic measures. If we would have built the foundation in the first place, we wouldn't have got here. Mm. Great point. So where, where are we in our um, list of questions here? Uh, uh, we're I, at you were at the end. So, Jade, I'm having such a fun time here. I'm not going to lie. I I could stay up 30 minutes to an hour more. And, I mean, any time streaming is good time. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, would, do, do, do we want to go into closing remarks and then sort of after the show section kind of thing? Did you, did you want to wrap up your thoughts and feelings about our discussion tonight, and then I'll do mine. Yeah, let's do that. Then let's take maybe five questions from yeah. uh, viewers, and then from there we'll just BS about things that really weren't part of it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'd love to hear how how your experience of tonight was. My closing statement, hence making a lawyer joke. <laughs> um. I feel a lot of ground was covered. I feel that not just you, but 
I myself, maybe we haven't changed our opinions completely, but we've helped each other and our viewers to open their mind up a little more. And I think that that is the purpose of a debate. It's not always to who's going to win or get a point, but more of to educate and get knowledge out there. Um, I, I'm of the view that you're a closet conservative and you don't know it yet. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. And before you make your <laughs> statement stump, I will say this. When I say West Virginia, sorry wife, I know you're not here so I can say whatever the hell I want. I am not from this state. I am not your hee-haw, last state with my cousin <laughs> from West Virginia. I am from Atlanta, Georgia. I am a city guy. Georgia! I am... Yeah. And it's not any better because I'm, I'm still Southern, but I'm not <laughs> a good old boy, last drink bear, watch NASCAR type. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, your turn. So for, me, so for me, it starts with saying I definitely had fun tonight. Um, I, I want to publicly apologize to Anikas for the fact that, you know, I was late. We had plans to do a lot more pre-streamed uh, preparation, so it, it was kind of a rush. I think I had five minutes before we actually went live, so I want to apologize to you, Anikas. Um, I had fun for the fact that, as I said, I think we discovered that Anikas is a closet conservative and he doesn't know it yet, and I look, I look forward to ongoing developments around that for him, and I look forward to, you know, you know, you know teaching him the, the ways of the people that have been enlightened. Um, I, I think, I think the audience interaction tonight has been amazing. Uh, everybody has been uh really really civil and taking part in a positive way i could have not asked for for a better first podcast because heather and i are looking at changing the format of our content and once this show is done you know we're going to be creating clips this is going to be uploaded to my podcast um it's going to be great and i look forward to working with and a kiss on all kinds of different projects. And let me say this. I, you think I'm a closet conservative? I think you're a closet liberal. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say, yeah, guys, for the people that have watched, I want to say thank you for coming. Thank you for listening to us. I know that at times I probably sounded stupid, I'll give you that, but I was trying to be genuine and that was my whole entire point. And I think thanks to you guys, thanks to Jade, thanks to Anna, and thanks to opening my own mind up to this type of streaming, I think I might start picking up some political uh, just chat and yeah. fun down on my gaming. I mean, you know, our podcast is not going to be strictly political. Like, we are going to be interviewing people uh, people that have a political leaning, but we're, we're going to be interviewing all sorts of different people. We got, we got someone in mind 
y you know, into, oh, it's hard to describe because I don't want to give it away. Actually, I'm not going to. But all kinds of different people we got lined up. And um, it just so happened that it worked out. And we're, we're so happy to be working with you for the first one, Anarchist. No no way are we, we in the same sort of league as Joe Rogan, for example. But he is kind of the inspiration to bring these conversations. I think we're out. better than Joe Rogan. You reckon? <laughs> you guys yeah. have sat somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And Joe Rogan, if you're watching, prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, but but he was he was the inspiration to say, you know, he was having conversations with people that he was interested in, and that's basically his entire format. So I'd like to have, you know, conversations with people I'm interested in as well. And for the people that came in late to the stream. Uh, the way that we connected with Anarchus is the fact that he was one of the first people uh, to reach out to us on Twitch and to sort of help us to become streamers and teach us the way of the Twitch. So, so again, if I haven't said it enough already, Anarchus, thank you so much for all your support during our time here. I know we still only small time at this stage but we appreciate everything and i i greatly appreciate you just as much because you allowed me to come in you allowed me to talk to you you heard my ideas you had an open mind and <laughs> i want to rephrase what i said my i'm not going to podcast just political but i think the political podcast is what allowed me to yeah. open my mind and to your statement about teaching you the ways of the stream, use the use the Twitch, <laughs> use the Twitch. Yeah, we we definitely will. And just to say, those that have been there with us, those that have been there with us know that we we took a little bit of a break. Uh, you know, the punchline to that is it was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but there, there were good reasons for taking the break, work and whatnot. But it was a mistake. Uh, we're glad to be back. Um, we, we've got a, we've got a whole bunch of new followers this afternoon on our end. So we appreciate that very much. For the fact that we, are, we are turning this into a podcast. I actually turned off all my alerts uh, today, but I was able to see everything. So, so should we move into the after the show section and we'll hand it over to the chat that they can raise any points they want to raise. I, I like that idea. You kind of put that out there on the fly. I was going to raise it too. Yeah. You, you put that out there on the fly and I guess I like that. So, so we'll just wait for the chat. 